Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Packaging Brothers podcast. Brandon Frank here. I'm so excited for my guest today. He's like a star in the packaging world. Mr. Corey Connors, host of the Sustainable Packaging podcast. Uh, you can find him on TikTok at Corey Gated. He has a ton of stuff going on. Highly encourage you to uh, follow him. But today we kind of dig into who he is and why he's doing what he's doing and what he's most excited about, what his pet peeves are and some other kind of just cool stuff about them. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. Here we go. Hey, Corey, welcome to the Packaging Brothers podcast. Thank you so much, Brandon. I really appreciate you having me on. This is really fun for me. It's a little daunting, but it's the first time that I've <laughs> actually interviewed a professional podcaster. Oh my gosh. Uh, and your show is amazing. The Sustainable Packaging Podcast. Thank you, sir. I'm new to it. I've only been doing it for about a year and I really enjoy the process. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about enjoying the process. And I really do. It's awesome. It's so much fun getting to meet people like you. It's it's an honor to me and getting to spread the word about sustainable packaging is that's what I'm all about. How many episodes have you? I've recorded 104 Wow! in a year. And it's been quite a year. It's to the point where my wife is like, hey, man, can, can we take a break? <laughs> it's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you require her to listen to every single episode? Yes. That you... no. Yes, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is. Uh, I used to ask her to watch all my TikToks, but then I at one point I was making three or four a day and she's like, I can't do this. I don't care that much about packaging. <laughs> Your kids know that you're, that you're this like packaging celebrity on TikTok as well. And they just know that I'm on TikTok. My, my son uh, is nine and he said, you'll be famous when you have 50,000 followers on TikTok. And I said, okay, what does that mean? If I'm famous, it, it, he said, it means we have a, a video game night. And I said, <laughs> I said, that sounds pretty self-serving for you. And he said, yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> so when we did that, when I got to 50,000, he was like, okay, let's what do a, What a game did you play? Oh, he, uh, uh, we played Mario Kart, I think yeah. at the time yeah. that was yeah. the game. I've got an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Uh, and you have just one or more? Two. Yeah. Nine and seven. All right. So we're kind of in the same boat. Yeah. That's great. You know, I know, you know, you're doing a ton with sustainable packaging. You're talking a lot. You're interviewing a lot, obviously, of the podcast. And I just wanted to kind of ask you probably a question you get all the time, but why do you care? Yeah, great question. I think it's really important to know. I think it's really important that we have a guiding light in our life and that something that drives us, you know, I oftentimes get up at 4 a.m. and just because I'm so excited. I have so much to do. I'm I'm really intense about it because I enjoy it. But to me, it's about my kids. It's about looking them in the eye and saying, hey, I did all I could for you uh, to make this a better world uh, for your future and for their kids' future, I hope, you know, to live that long to see, to meet them. But it's an honor to be a part of the solution. What's one of your kind of greatest fears as you're looking into the future of our kids living and yeah. going through life? Like, what do you think is at stake here? I think you know, climate change is, is real. It's happening. It's obvious. It's notable. We had 115 degree weather in Portland this summer. And, uh, you know, that was a real eye opener for a lot of people in Oregon to have 115 degrees. It's like, yeah. whoa. But I think that's what's at stake is total change in lifestyle in a negative way, unfortunately. Lack of resources, water scarcity, all of the things that we don't want to happen are possible. <laughs> and it's up to us to do anything we can to save 
you know, from our perspective in the packaging world, which frankly is a big deal. You know, it's going to be a trillion dollar industry in the next couple of years here. That's a big deal. That's a lot of material that we're talking about. That's huge. Have you watched the movie Wally with your yeah with your kids? Yeah, they love Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my oldest one was, you know, just kind of th- you know, blown away by all the waste and the trash everywhere. And I think I think that's one of my like kind of core core ideas too is that that just making sure that this planet stays clean and healthy and and so there doesn't have to be this dramatic shift. I was talking to a guy recently and he goes, you know, climate change isn't going to make the planet unlivable for everything, but it is going to cause a massive amount of strife, millions and millions of refugees. And yeah. Um, I also love thinking about too, like, as you kind of look back and I was going to ask you this question too, but yeah, you know, you've been in the industry for a long time. And as you look back when you very first started kind of getting into packaging, like what advice would you give that younger version of Corey Connors? Well, I would say buy Tesla stock and Microsoft. (laughs) And I would say the best advice I ever got was from uh, my first sales manager. His name was Wayne Watson. And he said, learn the substrates. And it was such a defining moment. You know, he said, I said, how do you know so much about packaging, Wayne? And he said, I pay attention to the substrates. How does this material behave? I want to learn everything there is to know about it and be the expert in chipboard and polystyrene and all of these materials. I want to know about how they act and what they're capable of. And I think that was, that was really telling and don't give up because there was a a point where I almost did being a salesperson in the packaging world is very hard uh, to even survive, let alone thrive. It took all I had to stay the course. And thankfully, I had a great boss at the time. Her name was Kathleen McKay. She was uh, incredible. I haven't talked about her in a long time, but she was tough, smart, motivating, and uh, an inspiration to me. Her and Wayne, they were great. What were some of the biggest challenges you had back then that they kind of helped you through? Oh, I was so worried about people spending too much money because I grew up without much. And uh, I was worried that they would have to spend too much money to to buy the packaging. So I wanted to get them the cheapest thing possible. And he said, that's not your concern. They want to ship their product in packaging that's going to get it there safely and is going to help sell it so that they make more money. And so I needed to flip my thought and not be so concerned about saving them money although that's a concern, but uh, number one is you want to help them sell product and help them get their stuff there safely. Was it difficult to be managed by other people? You know, I've kind of always been attracted to good leaders and good managers and thinking back on them. And, you know, what was it about the way that they approached you that made them, you know, effective? I think they were very honest and direct. I don't need fluff or threats. And they never threatened me. They always would like, hey, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. I know that because I've done it. And uh, I think I've always learned best from people who have already accomplished something. And, you know, like an adjunct professor in college who is currently a professional in the advertising world, you know, those are always my favorite teachers. And so I think learning from people who have done things 
it's easier to agree with them <laughs> because they've done it. Yeah, they actually know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know, being in the world of sustainable packaging, there's a ton of greenwashing, yeah. wish cycling, misunderstanding, miseducation. And I know that one of your core core reasons for doing all this is to educate people. What are some of your biggest pet peeves that you've come across in the sustainable packaging world that when you see it, you're just like, I don't like that at all. I think it's the definitive statement. It's the, this is bad period, no matter what. And that's not always the case. You know, there's constantly this fight against plastic. And of course, there are other materials that are more sustainable for the most part, but sometimes it's the best choice. It's the most sustainable because it makes the food last longer or it keeps it dry or, you know, whatever the case may be, or it takes the least amount of energy to produce and it is recyclable. You know, I interviewed TerraCycle or um, Trex. I've interviewed both, but Trex has recycled a billion pounds of plastic wow. just themselves. That's an incredible number. And they're still going. And it's, to me, it's, it's exciting to see what's possible, but I don't like it when people are closed minded. And, uh, you know, I had a guy come on an audio live one time and say, you can't be sustainable. Nothing's sustainable. What? (laughs) That's the wrong attitude, man. Yeah. Like that's not how we look at things here. Yeah. Where I keep a positive outlook. Yeah. You know, being as vocal as you are in the space, I've certainly come across some of the the haters a little bit, especially on, I think, LinkedIn. But <laughs> what has kind of been the biggest kind of opposition or the people that maybe have maybe the most to lose when it comes to sustainable packaging solutions? Like where, like where do you think this resistance to change is really coming from? Well, I think it's financial, to be honest with you. I posted a picture of this. It's a paper deodorant tube for one of our customers and it's made out of paper it's recyclable and i had hundreds of comments of saying well who said that's more sustainable why is that more sustainable this show us the studies show us that it's like whoa i certainly struck a chord i know that small plastics as you very well know in your expertise are very difficult to recycle it's possible and Companies like TerraCycle and Pact, they're doing great things to do that. But if that was plastic, the likelihood of it getting recycled is very low. So to me, it was a no-brainer to say that that's a sustainable option. And I had to block two people on LinkedIn, which was a first for me because they were aggressive. Like, And here I am just trying to spread a positive message. Yeah, and I had a similar experience. We had figured out how to use white polypropylene PCR in... Yeah. Like treatment pumps and had posted about it. And the guys were just, I mean, there were just a couple of them that were just like, that's impossible. Like you are lying. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I am. Like, I'm, I, you know, I went through all the documents. Like it was, I was really making sure that what we were saying was true. And, but yeah, I just got to that fever pitch. It was like, man, I can't spend all my time trying to convince people that just do not want to be, you know, influenced or convinced or, you know, whatever. I agree. That is the negative mindset of so many out there is I'm right, you're wrong, period, forget it. And where I have, and I think you have the the mindset of, I want to learn something new every day and I continue to absorb information and allow myself to be educated and swayed by new data 
it's important that we allow ourselves to learn. Yeah. And things are changing so, yeah. so quickly right now. I mean, every, every day, it seems like there's some new initiative or technology or material or something. hundred percent. And it will hopefully continue. There are, I just had a student interviewed from uh, Cal Poly. She's doing brilliant things with packaging. You know, there's hundreds or thousands of people that are working really hard to make packaging even more sustainable. Yeah. What are some of the resources or blogs or podcasts even that you follow to kind of stay at the cutting edge? There's one called The People of Packaging with my friend Adam Peak. Adam's great. And Package Design Unboxed with my friend, our friend, Avelio Matos. Yeah, Avelio. There's one called, oh, what's it called? Sustainability Defined that I just learned about because I, yeah, uh, one of the people I interviewed for my podcast, it was his podcast. I didn't even know. Uh, but awesome. Yeah. Information there. Really good uh, interviews. There's so much to be learned. There's a website called Ubuntu mm -hmm. that I like a lot. And that's U-B-U-N-T-O-O -O, that has thousands of articles about new sustainable things, not just packaging related, but all across the board. Yeah. Do you kind of find yourself like looking for either books or other things? Like I'm, I'm kind of curious if you have any kind of recent books or TV shows or movies or documentaries that you would recommend to our listeners. I read Tom Zaki's book. It was really good. And I think there's quite a few sustainable books out there. And I'm reading a book about climate change right now. That's very interesting. I just was given this book. It's called The World Behind Recycling. And it's a kid's book. Oh, fun. And I interviewed Annalie uh, Milan. She's from Australia. And these are the people that need to know about sustainability, the younger generation, because they're the ones who are actually going to implement it or be a part of it, we hope, you know, if it all goes well. <laughs> yeah. There's a huge waste management recycling facility down from where our office is here in Baldwin Park. And I I drive past it almost every day in the work. And I'm like, man, at some point I have to take my kids into that thing. But I also don't want, you know, it's like, I want to educate them. But man, it's a, it's a scary place. I mean, just tons and tons and tons of waste. I think it's important that we let everyone know what's going on. And I'll be speaking at uh, uh, my kid's school here in the next uh, week or two. Uh, exactly for that reason. Like, hey, do you know what's recyclable? Do you know what's not recyclable? Do you know what you should buy? Do you know what you shouldn't buy? And kids are so wise. We don't allow them to speak enough, in my opinion. But I'm I'm kind of curious what you're going to tell them. What are what are kind of like your top you know pieces of advice that you're going to give that group? I want to tell them about recycling. I want to tell them how they can be a part of the solution. How they can stop buying certain things and start buying other things. There are options out there that are more sustainable. I want to talk about composting, gardening, you know, growing your own food. There are so many simple little things that we can do that will make huge impacts that I think we should all be doing those things. You know, I'm kind of curious too, what's a piece of information that you would want to share that maybe you haven't been able to, you know, on other platforms? Oh yeah. I think it's so often that we drill down into detailed numbers and things like that. I think what I'd like to really convey is, is this. We can do it. You know, read Bill Gates' recent book about climate change. It's very positive. There are major things that are in the process. We can make this work 
together. Don't give up. Drives me crazy when people just say, oh, you're wasting your time. You know, what a terrible outlook like you. You're a triathlete. You know, that's hard, right? But you didn't ride a hundred miles. Not to be a bad triathlete. (laughs) Being a bad triathlete is actually pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't ride your bike a hundred miles the first time, right? You rode three or two. And so learn how to do something small, make one small change, you know, buy solid shampoo instead of a liquid, you know, things like that are easy shifts that can be done without, you hardly notice them. And then you'll, you'll think back like, why wasn't I doing that before? You know, we have, we have a fair amount of students that follow this podcast and their questions and emails have, have been great. Speaking of kind of the future and what we should be getting ready for, whether it's Web3 or blockchain or new technologies, like where yeah. where do you think things are going? And if you were a student today, what would you kind of focus in on studying? Oh, yeah. I would learn about blockchain. I'd learn about Web3. I'd learn about substrates. I'd learn about digital print. 100% that's uh, going to be taking up a bigger piece of the pie as we move forward. I would learn about reusable packaging and traceability through the blockchain you know, we're going to be labeling boxes and those boxes will have a QR code or a digimark that's invisible to the human eye, but it'll be scannable with technology. And those boxes will be able to be used hundreds or thousands of times, uh, which is awesome because corrugated, as much as I love it, it's not the final solution (laughs) to sustainability. It's one of them. It's a great one, Mm. but not everything can be single use. In my opinion, corrugated should be used many times It's if it handled correctly. So I would definitely look into how do we do that better? How do we do reusable packaging better? Yeah. I know, I know you've talked to a few people about blockchain and Web3 and just as it relates to packaging, sustainability, circularity, upcycling, just like traceability even. Yeah. You know, what do you think is going to happen? And and who do you think maybe are going to be the players that are going to help move it forward? I think packaging is the final frontier of advertising, in my opinion. I think people are going to be so overwhelmed with information that they're going to push back on it and they're going to stop looking as much at Instagram and TikTok and eventually, probably. Uh, but the only way to guarantee the attention will be to put your information on the bottle of shampoo or the bottle of Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? Like this is going to be your ad space Mm. and each bottle or each container will have traceability on the blockchain and you'll be able to track it, not to somebody's house, but to an area, I think for marketing, you know, like Coca-Cola did that big marketing push where they had individual people's names on bottles. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. They did that with really high-end AI and fantastic technologies that had never been used before in packaging and all digital print, I'm sure. But it's going to be really amazing what can be accomplished. And I think we'll have AR, augmented reality will be commonplace on packaging. It'll be cool. Like, You'll scan the bottle and, you know, like uh, uh, 13 Crimes is doing it really cool with their their bottles of wine. I think uh, I did a TikTok with Snoop Dogg, <laughs> you know, coming out of the bottle of wine. And um, yeah. people thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
yeah, I think it'll be, you know, the, I think the part maybe with the circularity that's going to be the most difficult is going to be the scanning of the specific materials when it's sorted and collected. Yeah. You know, I think I can wrap my head around, you know, customers or consumers, yeah. you know, scanning an item when they recycle it, you know, and then getting some sort of yeah. credit, whether it's in crypto or yes. or credit or, you know, whatever, but then to have, you know, whether it's RFID, RFID, yes, just blanked on that one. Yeah. Or other pieces of scannable technology that can be read at, you know, MRFs around the country that can actually track an individual bottle or, you know, whatever. I mean, that piece is going to be really expensive. Well, I actually interviewed my friend Mikey Pasciutto from Scrap, S-C-R-A-P-P. Oh, that's that app, right? Yeah. It's a new app that him and three of his college friends created, and it's doing awesome. You know, individuals scan the code, the UPC, there doesn't have to be a QR code or anything. So then they input what it is, and then it tells them if it's recyclable or not in their area, where they are. And then Scrap will eventually have enough data to be able to send it to the MRFs to get the MRFs, you know, educated on uh, what each material is. And if it's recyclable, it's awesome. It's exciting to see this kind of innovation. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting because I, I think what, what could be great is that if, let's just say the brand is super into sustainability, they're on the blockchain, they have, you know, whatever type of cryptocurrency and when their packaging is actually recycled by the MRF, yeah, everyone who touched it and manufactured gets a little bit of a credit. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's coming from the manufacturers or the packaging companies, or maybe there's a few different people that are contributing to this spread value that can go across the entire value chain to incentivize people, right? And with the onset of extended producer responsibility, that'll be basically required in the future, wow. I think. It's going to require massive investment, yeah. public, private, government, whatever. Yeah, it's going to... It's time. I mean, it's almost the way it should have been designed from the very beginning, right? I mean, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, I know, I know you're a busy guy, and we're coming close to our end here. But you did share your favorite quote by our friend Adam Peake. Yeah. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, bring others. Yeah. What does that quote mean to you? And I mean, how have you kind of taken that? I think it means a lot. It's it's really it can be very lonely being a creator because. You just feel like you're by yourself all the time. You feel like you're you're constantly sticking up for yourself. You're you know your people are pushing back, pushing back, and if they're not pushing back, you're not really pushing the limits. And I I think to have people like you and and Adam and Avelio and you know Jonathan Quinn who have really supported me and you know Kirk Vaisola, Adam Kurtz, you know like these people are amazing amazing friends. And I've only met a few of them, but I feel like we've bonded and we've got this awesome group of people that are moving packaging in the right direction. Love that. Corey, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Well, all right. Hope you enjoyed that episode with our friend Corey Connors. Please, I highly encourage you guys to follow him and listen to his podcast. Just a great person to know and follow. You know, sustainability in packaging is complex. There's a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts about it. And uh, if you do have questions or comments or just want to engage in some dialogue or maybe learn some things or teach some things, please reach out, email. And until next time, take good care.